You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. 10,000 layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to the first 10,000 layups line or layup. 10,000 layups line? Did I just say that? 2022 is not off to a good start, Julian. Oh, boy, Kyle. Wow. 2022 is headed right back to 2019. Not good. Um, welcome to the first 10,000 Layups podcast of the 2022 year. Um, Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what's up, man? Not a ton. Um, you know, I was thinking, I think we've almost been doing this for a year now, right? It's got to be pretty close. Let me... Because uh, we, me... we started... Because we started... Kind of right after the new year, I think in 2021. I think that's right. Let me let me just check our our podcast on Spotify. And if you don't subscribe to us, go subscribe. Yeah, um, let's go oldest to newest. Our first podcast was technically on December in 2020, but it was the oh, wow. like just um, hello. This is what we like. Are. Hi, this is us. Um, it's not telling me the exact date of it. Yeah, that's okay. But um, yeah, but the what, what do we even talk about? We didn't even have a description. So it says no. the former Minnesota Timberwolves official hot podcast hosts are back, and this time they're unfiltered. <laughs> ah, yeah, I guess we are. Yeah, say, um, J- we're Julian, still like you- not that mean though. We're no, just, we're like, still nice guys. Relatively nice, yeah. <laughs> so. like, is is negative like there, there's very few times when we get super negative um which i think is good because i think if like the yeah. negative stuff all the time it's probably not good for you um julian happy new year um thanks as you get older do you realize like new year's eve and like new year's you just kind of like forget or, or maybe it's the timing i I'm, I'm having a tough time like figuring out if it's like me getting older and i like don't feel like these days are as significant as they once were or is it just because like the last two years have been so weird that 
I don't know what day it is ever. Anyway. Yeah, I think it's both. I mean, yeah. like I've I've been traveling on New Year's Eve, like pretty frequently, um, like the last five ish years, just because I live pretty far away from where I grew up, and so yeah. I'm often back there for the holidays. But it's always easier to travel on New Year's Eve, so I've kind of been doing that for the last couple of years. Which nobody flies on New Year's Eve. So if you want a very chill airport experience. But not all of you. Otherwise, it would. Otherwise, you ruin um, it. Yeah. But no, no. I mean, I, I think like it's pretty hard to. It's just like not as fun to do like big things for me at least anymore. Yeah. Just because of COVID, and that's always kind of in the back of my mind. Is like, is this safe? Am I? Is this gonna? You know, am I gonna get COVID again? <laughs> am I gonna yeah. give somebody? COVID? You know, so that's yeah. that's not good. Um, and so I think that kind of reduces my impulse to go out and do some like, crazy do big, stuff crazy stuff but i also i mean part of it's probably getting older i don't know you're you're in your 30s right yeah 31 31 so yep 31 julian uh thanks for reminding me yeah uh, i'd like to bring that up yeah no um we were at a wedding on new year's eve um and it was pretty safe everybody had to test negative and, and yep, be, be vaccinated totally. before our one year of being engaged is actually on new year's day nice so that's i when i before when i said those days aren't significant to me. I lied. They're very significant to me. But not for the reason they're significant for everyone else. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, it's unless similar to like Halloween, your engagement, which is awesome if they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's similar to like Halloween. Like when I see, like, I think when I'm an adult and my kids experience in Halloween, like I'll appreciate that. But yeah. now that I'm in my thirties, like I don't really, like I'm, I'm not going to go You're not going trick or treating anymore. I dressed up as Spider-Man this year, I guess. Um, suit, the suit I got was a little bit tight. Um, it's gotta be a great feeling medium. Yeah. Not great. Um, <laughs> Julian, let's get into some wolves talk. So, um, I think overall, like the, the thought of the Timberwolves, like for better or worse, probably better, I guess, if we like trying to be optimistic is at this point in the season, after 36 games, like we're approaching the halfway point and like, we'll, we'll hit that next week. Mm-hmm. You would probably call it a success. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the wolves, they're the ninth in the West. They've had some big wins. Um, and I don't mean to like harp on anything, but uh, right now, and I get the wolves are like down. They're starting five uh, because of COVID, and, and like Edwards is back, and blah blah blah. Um, but one, every team has kind of gone through some sort of yeah. like variation of that. Oh, yeah. Two, the wolves have now lost five of six. They fell to the Lakers last night. We're recording this on a Monday. They'll play the Clippers tonight. I think the Clippers are two and a half point favorites. Um, but when I put this into perspective, I was just looking at the standings. I'm like, okay, so if the Wolves played today in the playoffs, they would host the Kings. Uh-huh. Um, wow. Right? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They they would host the Kings in the playing game, and then they would play the loser of the Lakers-Mavericks game um, for the eight seed. And, like, you're probably losing that game. Um Whatever, but like it felt like a week ago we were talking about the Wolves getting the sixth seed, which again, they're only like two and a half games back from. So, like, all is not lost. But to put this into perspective, if the Wolves were in the Eastern Conference, they'd be in 12th place. Um, actually, they'd be in 13th place. They'd be behind the Hawks in between the, the Hawks and the Pacers, two teams that I think everybody would say have had very disappointing seasons. So, um, I guess I don't know where, where are you at right now? I mean, we've talked about this before, but I think you and I can both agree that let's just say, okay, so we've both followed, I think a lot of mediocre to bad basketball teams in our lives. And the experience of doing that is never 
unless you're following like a truly horrible team, the experience is never just they win kind of every other game. Yeah. They're below 500. You know, it's not like that. Like, like what makes the wolves not a good team is their inability to, is there, is there, I guess like inability to not drop five of six, you know? And I think we've talked about this idea quite a bit, but it's not like, it's not like you throw out the good stretches or the bad stretches. Like the reason that the wolves are not a good team right now is because they can't string together months and months of good basketball play. Yeah. And, and I don't think that that's, but I don't think that that's, I don't think that invalidates the times when they've looked really good. Like the thing they need to work on is consistency. It's not like there are huge issues I mean, there are obviously issues that need to be fixed, but there are, are not like this isn't like a deeply, deeply flawed team. They just need to get more consistent. I don't know exactly how that happens. Like, I don't know if that's the mindset. Honestly, maybe it's just guys staying healthy. Like, yeah, losing your three top players for a stretch of time is not going to help you. Um, but I don't know. I'm I'm not feeling bad about the Wolves. I think it's it's almost good and bad to look at how they got here. Like it's bad to be like, oh, they're five of like you. You want to avoid the recency bias, but at the same time, you know it's it's good to be where they are right now. And I think it's well, okay to be like at the beginning of the season. If if we you know flash forward to here and this is where we are, we're reasonably happy. And I think reasonably happy is a totally fine thing to be. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. Um, and like yeah, the recency bias, it, it's such a hard thing because you don't want you you want to say. Um, well, the team has been without Russell and been without Towns because of COVID. And COVID's yeah. not an injury, so that's like you 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 can't say that. But also, like the then to play devil's advocate, the argument would be like, well, Russell and Towns have like been off the court quite a right. bit over the last yep. two or three years, and that's just part of it. So whatever. Um, but I'm glad you said consistent because there's a quote that I found interesting, not interesting, um, probably telling and like pr- pretty predictable. From Chris Finch uh, via The Athletic, this is on Sunday night after the Lakers lost. So he says, <clears throat> we've just got to try to find some consistent effort. Jaden plays well the other night, doesn't really have a great game tonight. Nas mm-hmm. doesn't really play well the other night, plays well tonight. B shot the ball well the other night, doesn't shoot the ball well tonight. Ant was good the other night, not so good tonight. We can't have that type of consistency no matter where right. you're in the rotation or what you have. So yeah, that's our biggest challenge right now is trying to find some consistency. Um yeah, and that's like right. That especially especially when it's across the board, when you're just when guys just aren't able to figure it out on a night to night basis, um, and like the highs and lows. So um, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Um, so that Although, is. That. I mean, it is. It is. I mean, the flip side of this, of course, is that there are some guys who are getting some run. Yep. So you hope that that we, yeah we talked about that last week. Over, you know. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the the good news too, uh, if you look at the schedule, uh. We talked about the Wolves. They can't catch a break. Well, um, the the Wolves play the Thunder on Wednesday and Friday. Um, and, of course, the Thunder are without uh, Shea Gildress-Alexander, who entered protocols. So he'll be out for both of those games, it seems. Um, so you have two games that you should absolutely mm-hmm. win. And then on Sunday, you play the Rockets in Houston. And while the Rockets have put together um, – a they, they put together like a weird run not too long ago. Yep. Uh, they're still 10, 10 and 27 and they still stink. Yep. Um, they won, I think seven in a row. And since they won seven in a row, they are two and 11. So um, 
Wolves should definitely be able to win three in a row, especially it seems yeah. like it seems like Towns and Russell could be back as soon as Wednesday um, from COVID protocols. And obviously you don't know how they're going to look, but got to get um, all three here though. You got to get all three. You really do. Because then even if you lose uh, Monday night's game, which is tonight, uh, you're 16 and 21, but then you fight back and you're 19 and 21. And I know that's like, like we, again, the, the frustrating part with the wolves is, and like, we'll look at their schedule at the end of the year. I'm sure we always talk about like winning two or three or three or four, you know, even three or five sometimes, or, you know, w- whatever it may be. Um, the struggling thing or the, 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 the troubling thing with the wolves is like, they'll win five in a row and then they yeah. lose seven in a row and then they win four in a row and then they lose five in a row. Yep. Um, it's not like the win, win, loss, win, loss, loss, win, 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 loss. You know, it's, 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 um, yeah. Yeah. So, it's re- that's, re- I mean, that's, that's really interesting to me. Cause it's like, I'm like, does what you just said, like kind of the win loss, win loss, like, does that ever happen? But so I always think of it in baseball terms. Uh-huh. Um, no, I mean, the, I think what you're saying is probably not for mediocre teams. No, it's not the case, but for like really good teams that go like 52 and 30, right, that are right, the right, right, right. six seed. Yeah. They're winning three or four every night and they might not have put together one, like, nine game win streak yep. or eight game win yep, streak. That's true. Cause yep. in baseball, it's always like if you win two out of three of every series, you're in a good spot. And certainly totally. like you're going to get swept and only win one, but you, you just hope like the law of averages. Yep. That um, makes sense. Um, I don't know what to do with this stat, but it's a stat. Nonetheless, uh, Anthony Edwards on new year's Eve registered 500 rebounds good and man. he scored his 2000th point on December 15th. With that, he's the fastest player in who whoever started their their career in Minnesota to reach 2000 points and 500 rebounds doing so okay. in 100 games. So that is um, a Wolves PR If that stat. isn't a Wolves <laughs> PR stat, I don't know what is. Uh and then some disappointing news, uh Ricky Rubio has torn yeah, his ACL. We, real bummer. We thought that might be the case when we covered it last week. Um Rubio is having a really really strong year. Um with Cleveland, but they, they've already, they've already traded for Rajon Rondo yep. um, from the Lakers, which is like, I actually really, I don't know if I like that specific move of like getting Rondo. I don't know if he's like, I guess he's pretty similar to, to yeah, Rubio I like, and like his style of play, but I like that the Cavs are just like, F it. We are 21 and 16. We're the fifth seed in the East. We've never been this good in the last, you know, since, yeah. I guess, since LeBron, let's Make just like, move. Yep. yeah, let's try to fill that void. And I, I, I think they gave up, they give up like Denzel Valentine or something. Yeah, it's like basically who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it's great. I mean, I love it. I mean, yeah, you have a young, exciting team. You have a chance to give your guys some playoff experience, which is super valuable. Um, obviously you're not necessarily thinking championship this year, but if you can not, if you can avoid the plan and get like a full series of playoff yeah. experience for Mobley in his rookie year. And like, we saw what these runs have done to like those players in Phoenix um, who got that playoff experience. Um, you know, some of the, if you think about kind of Donovan Mitchell and his early, like him like, being on successful yeah. teams, young the nuggets, like that, the nuggets. Exactly. So, so that's really valuable. Um, so I'm, yeah, I was really happy to see them do that. Cause there's no reason to back off because you're, I don't want to sound callous. Like this sucks for Ricky, but you don't want to bail on this opportunity because your backup point guard got hurt. Yeah, and like you're just basically feeling it right away, and like, yep. yeah, I, I I did like that move. Um, okay, Julian, uh, we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings Hockey Fans. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer 
that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Julian, news around the league. Um, Let's start with Russell Westbrook. So... um, there's a story on ESPN that was uh, it was from yesterday's game against the Timberwolves, actually. Um, and like Westbrook, he's ob- obviously a very um, he like you, you certainly either love him or you hate him. Yep. Um, and like I think when he's more on the stage and with the Lakers this year, it's probably been more of a hate, I guess. Um, I think just because it's like, well, a it's two things, a. Like the the first or a it's two things. Um, one it, it really is like two things. It's the fact that when when the Lakers traded for him, what everybody thought would happen is happening. Yeah, that he's basically just like a a less efficient version of LeBron James. Um, yeah, like he like he tries to do everything like he LeBron James defend. does, but he's and he can't defend. And but he does so at like a seventy percent range. Um, the second is just that like the Lakers gave up all their shooting, but, um, whatever. But last night against the wolves, uh, Westbrook had, uh, 20 points, five rebounds, uh, five assists, one steal. He had, uh, nine turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's that, but basically Westbrook was asked, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like is if it, it you know, he, he hit a shot late in the game and they said that just that, that get you, your game back on track. Uh, he said, you know, I disagree. I think that the game was going my way, blah, blah, blah. Um, Westbrook's quote again, my game, you know, is fine. My game is not predicated, predicated on shots or if I turn the ball over, which are two things he does a lot of. Uh, like, I miss some shots. That's part of the game. I'm allowed to miss shots. I can do that. Like any other player, I can do that. I can turn the ball over too. I can do that. That's all part of the game. Um, yeah, like yeah. it's an interesting quote because it like, is really interesting. He talks about his game is not predicated on shots and that he can turn the ball over because that's what a lot of people do. But this is a guy that is, um, he's attempting, uh, let's see how many shots per game he is attempting. Um, he is attempting 16.3 shots per game, which yeah. is a, which is a fair amount of shots. Um, and his, his turnover percentage is 20%, um, Jeez, which please. is, which, I mean, basically, that, that means exactly what you think it means. It means 20% of the time, Russell Westbrook's turning the ball over. Uh, you know, every for 100 possessions, he's turning the ball over 20 times. Now, in his defense, while his points per game, um, right around 20, it's the lowest it's been since 2009. His assists are down 3.5 from last year, as are his rebounds, about 3. Yeah. Um, the, the hate on Westbrook, just like digging through some numbers, like probably isn't completely fair. His efficiency hasn't really changed. His 45.5% field goal percentage is actually up 2% from his career average. Um, his true shooting percentage is up 1.3% from last year. And I think most people would tell you that last year in uh, Washington, Westbrook had a successful season. Yep. Um, and, you know, the, the turnover percentage is, is what it is. And that's like the thing. But, um, you know, we don't get to lot, watch a lot of Lakers 
games they they play late at yeah. night but like i think you're with me on this like it's russell westbrook the player and russell westbrook the person it's just such an interesting thing um yeah i don't know because for years we were like was it westbrook or harden for mvp and then it's like westbrook gets all these triple doubles but do they actually mean anything because mm-hmm. his teams aren't winning durant doesn't want to play with them it he's just a, such an interesting person and and like a, a character in this nba book of ours well i think that quote is really interesting um because he's basically saying, like, I'm allowed to do these things. Like, there's a couple ways to read it. The first is that he's saying, I can still affect the game if I'm not scoring. Which, uh, I mean, yes, he's he's good rebounder for a guard. He is a, you know, he can create opportunities for his teammates. Like, he's a good passer. Um, I think there's, like, debate about whether or not when he's doing those things, those really help his team win games. But I don't really feel informed enough to come down on either side of that argument other than a team with what Russ is the best player has like never been good. Um, yeah. But I think the more interesting angle of this is that he's kind of right, right? Like he is allowed to do all this stuff. Like he's, yeah. he's had a long NBA career with multiple teams signing him and expressing interest in him and bringing him in full, full, fully knowing that he's not going to shoot efficiently. Like when you're signing Russ, you are not signing an efficient player. Yeah. And so he's correct that, you know, this is his game and he's, it's kind of interesting to hear him. If you interpret the quote like that kind of owning that and being like, yeah, like I'm not going to be something that I'm not. Yeah. Like this this is the player that I am and I am allowed to miss shots because teams make the calculation that these nights when I go, you know, 9 for what did he go or 5 for 20 or whatever yeah. it was, like those nights are worth the nights when he goes scores 11 50. for yeah, 11 for you 15 know? and yeah. Yeah, so I mean it's just interesting because I mean he's a very smart guy. He is like definitely there's no way that Russ doesn't hear and understand these critiques of his game, but I just feel like he's decided that he kind of is who he is. And like, maybe that's to his detriment. Like we saw that with, for instance, Carmelo that did not work out when he kind of took that attitude, but Russ to his credit has stayed kind of, you know, a high profile player in the league. So you can't really argue with him. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Cause he's for sure going to have a moment in the playoffs probably where he has 30 points, 15 rebounds sure. and 12 assists, right? Uh, yeah, it would be and shocked you're be if like, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. Like, that's Russell Westbrook. I'm a, I'm an idiot. But then the next game, he's going to airball three shots from right. that he pulls up from the free throw line, and you're exactly. going to go, what? Um, so just some more context on that turnover percentage. Other players in the top 10 uh, include Draymond Green. He's first, yeah. 30.9%. Kyle Lowry, 20.3%. Um, then you have Steven Adams, James Harden, Cade Cunningham, Darius Garland, Josh Giddy. Killian Hayes, Jared Vanderbilt, other guys, uh, number 12 is Alonzo Ball. But it should be worth noting that uh, Westbrook's uh, 28.1 usage rate is the highest of right. anyone right. In, the, yeah, in, in the top 17. That's the kicker. And number 17 is Luka Doncic, um, and his turnover percentage is about three percentage points um, smaller than uh, Westbrook. So, yeah, I mean, I think I just think it's an interesting dialogue that, like, it, when Russell Westbrook, but Brooke is playing 20 plus minutes a game. We're always going to have stuff to talk about with him because yeah, yeah totally. That's, that's just, that's just <laughs> yeah, how it is. Absolutely. 
Uh, speaking of Luka Doncic, uh, our guy Luka, he's been out for 23 days. Luka. My guy Luka. Um, he, he's been out for 23 days uh, with an ankle injury first, and then he tested positive for COVID. Uh, West, or, uh, Luka was fine in his return on Sunday night. The, the Mavericks beat the Thunder in a much-needed win mm-hmm. for a team that is now 18-18, and 18, eighth in the West. Uh, he finished with 14 points, 10 assists, 9 rebounds. Um, this quote now... Right away, I was alarmed by it, uh, but then I forgot he had COVID because you never know how these guys are going to bounce back because like the narrative of Luca not being in good shape is yep. very real. If you watch the game, like watch any games, he looks mm-hmm. not very good. Um, but Luca said it was hard. The last time I did five on five was like four weeks ago. Weird feeling, but I'm really happy to be back. My chest was burning. I think slowly it's going to come back. When I shot, the feeling was weird. I didn't know if it was going to go in or out. Uh, there was one shot that feels amazing. I said, you know, it's great, and it's going to go in, and it was an air ball. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we, we could turn this into, like, Luca needs to get in shape, but, like, or I I, I kind of want to talk about, like, these guys coming back from not doing anything for 10 days and, like, yeah. maybe being really sick. Yeah. And, like, we're like, hey, why don't they seem normal? And it's like, oh, yeah, because they had COVID. They just had like, COVID, right. Yeah. I don't, totally. I don't know. I mean, people, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's getting affected by it. Like, you you had COVID, you probably couldn't play in an NBA game. Like no. 10 days after that. Probably I, I not mean, a month after. Yeah. I, I same. So I, I don't know. It's, uh, to be fair, I could never play in an NBA game, but it's, you know, it knocks, it takes it out of you. So it's, um, yeah, we should give these guys a little time. And also we give them time, but also I think, uh, if, if this, this is a conversation for like a whole, different thing and uh-huh. like obviously this probably this podcast probably isn't the right one for it but of like guys trying to like figure out their true potential and these, these guys early in their career that aren't in great shape and it's like pretty noticeable yeah um i don't know i, I just it's just I, I don't know yeah do you like, see kind of hardened vibes with luca uh m- maybe hardened i was gonna say more of like here it reminds me more of like the 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 like Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki mostly just because it's like Dallas, but mm. I remember like they talked about like how they would go out and party all the time, yeah. Um, and then it was like in their you know kind of like the middle of their career that they kind of figured out like oh yeah. shit, like neither of those players I don't think is like could transform the game like Luca can, um, and they're obviously like top twenty guys, so um, I, I think Luca's I think Luca's ceiling is just really really high, um, and. Yes, like maybe hardened vibes, but I, it feels like Luca actually does care more than Harden does. Yeah, where like Harden goes through these like weird pockets where like I don't really think he cares about like legacy or any of that stuff. Where I think Luca really, really does. I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm like higher on Harden in general than you are, and a little lower on Lucas. This is an interesting conversation, but yeah. maybe we should have a maybe it should be its own podcast. Yeah, that's the the whole podcast I, is just that. Yeah, I don't know. There there are times when I'm kind of like, what has Luca really done? Yeah, and well, I know and he's young in his career, but I yeah, don't know. No, I, 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 I guess well, now is the time, right? Like he is the maps are in kind of deep shit, and he has to come back. And if he can ride to the rescue, then that's well, yeah. and we'll sour on him very quickly if in three years, the Mavericks haven't made a Western exactly, Conference Finals, yeah. and he's 25, and it's like, okay, what mm-hmm. is he, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, and final big question. Will he be somebody that NBA media says, man, he needs a supporting cast, or will he be one 
one of the people that NBA media says, oh, he's not good enough to be the best guy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, is there a super team in Dallas? Oh, um, yeah. Because there's only two ways that conversation can go. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- th- this is like a lot in the, the sports card card world. We see this is where these young guys like are fun and energetic and blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. John Morant's kind of right there right now. Um, but if suddenly you don't win or do anything for three, four years, your card values just kind of tank. Um, so it's yeah. like, I- I'm not saying that like in card values, I don't really care um, for this conversation, but I think that does portray what the overall perception oh, yeah. of you is as a player. Absolutely. Uh, uh, okay. Final story. We talked about the Rockets before. Um, it's a mess in Houston. Uh, Houston Rockets point guard, Kevin Porter Jr. Um, did not leave the court. I think this is on Saturday night. Um, after a halftime argument, uh, seemingly it looks like uh, just from, from the, the, some of the ESPN reports, Porter was upset with uh, John Lucas, um, who is the father of John Lucas the third that played for the Timberwolves. Oh, nice. uh, he ch- challenged him, um, revisiting an issue that led Porter to lose his composure on the bench during the first half. Uh, obviously, we don't know what any of this uh, was about, but the team was down by 22 at half. Uh, it sounded like um, Christian Wood also got into a heated argument. The two players have been suspended um, for uh, a game. Now, the, 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 that's not really the story. Um, certainly you don't want like your players to get in a fight with an, a co- with right. an assistant coach and then suspension. The story here is that um, Kevin Porter Jr. was traded to the Rockets last January. Um, this is after the Cavs basically were like, okay, Kev, like, this guy has attitude issues we can't deal with. Um, blah, blah, blah. So like there was like a, uh, like I think the Cavaliers gave his locker to Torian Prince, who is now on the, the Timberwolves. Yeah. And um, if you guys remember this and Porter jr, like showed up and kind of freaked out and had like a temper tantrum and the cows were like, all right, screw this. Like we're going to get yep. rid of you. Um, and then the, you know, Porter jr. I remember covering that draft. He fell in the draft coming out of USC because of some character issues and that's that enabled like th- this guy's probably a top 15 talent mm-hmm. from that draft class, but he's just never been able to figure it out. Um, he's averaging 15 points and, and six assists per game over the last two years. At what point, and obviously he's still young, he's only 21, but he, it doesn't seem like the Rockets are going to cut him or anything. But like sometimes it, I, I always feel bad saying this about a young player because they're not even who they are are going to be at all. And you make so many decisions and you're that young, but at what point is it just like, okay, it's clearly the guy and he's going to keep blaming the circumstances. Like when does he run out of chances? Right. I mean, that's up to the teams, right? Yeah. I mean, he is definitely talented. I think he, a lot of hype coming into this year. Um, same with, I wonder, it's interesting that Christian Wood was involved there too. I, I wonder if there's like any tension just because I think those guys were able to feast so much um, last year on kind of a team that had zero expectations. Um, obviously yeah. ended up with a really high pick. Got Jalen Green. I'm sure, I'm not saying this is like a fight between Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green, but like they're not the only guys anymore. Um, and maybe there's more accountability for effort I, I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to speculate on this without knowing the details of what exactly happened. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like 
there are a lot of stories of guys in the NBA who are really talented, but like didn't have the mindset to make it work. And it takes a really unique mindset to be able to succeed in the NBA outside of, I think it's like outside of just like getting labeled as having like an attitude problem. Like, like it's really hard to commit the effort consistently to stay relevant in this competitive of a sports league. And some people just like, when they do that, when they're in their early twenties, just don't have that. And maybe that's the case for Kevin Porter Jr. I'm not saying you can't build that. So I definitely think you grow up, you go through experiences, you get better. So I'm not ruling him out, but it, there's just teams have no incentive to take lots of chances on guys who, you know, might not, give their all or might create difficulties in the locker room because there's just, as we talked about the other week, there's just not that much of a gap between a lot of the players in the NBA. And so the question is, does that, does the difference in talent that he has justify keeping him around as opposed to a guy who might be a little less talented, but who's like a great teammate and a great locker room presence and works really hard, you know? And I think most teams will make the decision that no. Yeah. So he definitely has to pull it together. I agree. Especially, I think it's hard too when you like you do this thing where you're trying to figure out as a young team, like what pieces fit and what pieces don't. And I, I would, I'm guessing for Porter, somebody like Porter, his ego probably gets hit a little bit hard when mm -hmm. he's been a mainstay on this Rockets team for a year and a half now, and they are not good. And right. Same with Christian Wood. Like they yep. gave you a bunch of money, and you guys are two starter. You're forty percent of a starting lineup that has been very, very bad. And I'm not saying that that's yeah. all on you. And when teams rebuild, that happens. And sometimes you guys see guys figure it out later. Um, but yeah, I think patience on both sides is probably yeah. um, not in a great place. But um, okay, Julian, that is all we have for today. Um, Wolves again, back at it tonight. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, you'll know the results of that um, Clippers-Wolves game already. But I think all of this is still pretty relevant. Um We'll get back on Wednesday or Thursday. We will have um, some some Wolves talk, and then we will have our three-star sports card card corner. So, um, Julian, good to see you, my friend. You too. Um, and everyone, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later this week. Bye.